I'm Josh Cooperman, and this is Convo by Design. And today we're breaking down new, now, and next, specifically in the kitchen and bath. Part of the Wellness and Thought Leadership series presented by Thermosol. <laughs> If the kitchen is the heart of the home, the bathroom would be the frontal cortex, the relaxation center. Both could also be considered the central nervous system, setting the tone for our peace of mind and ability to cope with life. Something this important requires planning, product sourcing, and both site and space planning. This conversation is a strategic exploration. This is a deep dive into the properties, form, and function behind the design itself with a special focus on how to maximize every available foot of space. And this is what we're exploring on the show today. This panel was convened to talk about this very subject, and this cohort is strong. Designers Joy Ramirez and Christopher Grubb are joined by Boston firm Bees Knees Interior Design founders Mary Maloney and Kylie Bodia. They talk about developing trends that are shaping new ways we use the kitchen and bath. So listen, we're all really sick of talking about the pandemic. I get it, me too. I've mentioned this before, but it bears repeating. Major architectural and design innovations follow moments of great disruption. From earthquakes come foundation reinforcement. Fires bring flame retardant and non-flammable materials into modern design. Well, a pandemic is no different. In 1918, the Spanish flu pandemic brought use of subway tile into residential design. Some think it's been a bit overused. Fine, that was 100 years ago. Tiled walls remain a major design choice. Other innovations include use of outdoor sleeping porches, which could be directly connected to our love of indoor-outdoor design. Use of linoleum. The powder bath has a place for, quote-unquote, not family, to use. Uses of outdoor spaces in general because it kept strangers out of the house. More on that. Architects like Richard Neutra were experimenting with massive amounts of glass in design, which served as both barrier and ability to open the space. Quote, Hygiene and moral health depend on the layout of cities, Le Corbusier said. He continued, without hygiene and health, the social cell becomes atrophied, end quote. That idea from a hundred years ago is more powerful now to a new generation experiencing social atrophy in real time. This is why Conversations like these are so important, and you're going to hear some next-gen ideas here. It's exciting. This is new, now and next, Kitchen and Bath, part of our continuing wellness and design thought leadership series presented by Thermosol. Hey, are you subscribing to the podcast? If not, why? Please do, so you get every episode automatically when they're published. You can find Convo by Design everywhere you find your favorite podcasts, and now you can find us on designnetwork.org, a destination dedicated to podcasts, all things design and architecture. So make sure to check it out. Convo by Design is presented by Walker Zanger, a fantastic company and an equally fantastic design partner. While the Walker Zanger brand was built on the promise to inspire designers and architects to do their best work, there's far more to it than that. Yes, that promise is fulfilled every day through a commitment to provide the best ceramic, glass, stone, porcelain, and concrete surfaces and finishes. But at the heart is a family-owned and operated business that provides stunning surfaces for a well-designed home and does it to make designers and architects do their best work for their clients. Walker Zanger started in 1952, and they are absolutely one of the best trade partners a designer can have. Check out their newest collaborative line with designer Pieta Donovan, a collection of cement and ceramic tiles inspired by the patterns and colorways of the 1970s and created with a comfortable modernity. Walker Zanger is on the cutting edge of design, featuring products for every style and architectural feel you can create. And they provide homeowners with the materials that dream kitchens and baths are made of. Check out any of their 14 showrooms across the country or shop online, walkerzanger.com. It's good to see all your faces, but I do look forward to the day when I can can actually see them in person. Oh my gosh, I'm looking forward to that too. (laughs) I know, right? Other people not behind a mask. Yeah. Yeah. 
Be away from the mask for sure. Um, this is Convo by Design. This is the uh, part of the wellness and design leadership series presented by Thermosol. Today, I am super excited about this. We are talking about new now and next. We're, we're talking about kitchens. Um, we're, we're, we're gonna, I think maybe we, we might dabble a little bit into the bathroom as well, but we're really focusing on kitchens this time because in light of everything that we have been going through for literally a year as of March 13th, the whole concept and idea of home has changed. With the idea of home changing, people realize that the heart of the, the kitchen isn't just the heart of the kitchen, it's the lungs of the kitchen, it's the brain of the kitchen, it's really where every, it's the nerve center, it's where everything happens. And I, I think we have all realized in the industry that especially with the loss of trade shows, no Kbiz, no Salone, no, you know, insert show here, we have all realized that we're kind of behind a little bit with regard to touch points and the industry and where this is going. So I'm really excited about this conversation. With that, what I wanted to do is provide uh, an opportunity for everyone to sort of introduce themselves, their firm, talk a little bit about what they do, and then we'll jump into it. Bees Knees, I, I love the name. Um, Kylie and Mary, I will start with you. Thank you. My name is Mary Maloney. Our company is called Bees Knees Design and my right-hand gal here. Kylie, Kylie Bodia, yes. absolutely indispensable. <laughs> we are located just outside of Boston. Um, we're actually just a couple of hundred feet from the start of the Boston Marathon. Uh, we specialize, we work in residential interior design. We do a little bit of everything. Um, our heart and soul is in older, in fact, our, our manor house and older buildings yeah. that we can, you know, the old Cape Cod style. Yeah, we, um, we love all that classic New England architecture. As Kylie just mentioned, we're in a, a great old building here in town. Um, so all of that New England charm and character is near and dear to our hearts. Um, work on all different levels of projects. I think our favorites are big renovations where we get to kind of blow things up and, and start all over. Um, Who doesn't? <laughs> and we've got lots of great teammates that we work with locally. So we're, um, and like everybody else, just amazed at what has happened in the last year. You know, just a year ago, we were thinking, holy cow, are we going to survive this? And it's, it's just been amazing to see the, the impact. And we've been so lucky and we're so blessed that it's had a, a positive impact on our business, unlike other businesses. Yeah, and we're, certainly yeah. Gonna, we're definitely going to get to that. Um, Naomi Wirt. Yes. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Naomi Wirt. I do not have a clever name. I'm just Naomi Wirt Interiors. Um, I specialize in high-end residential, and um, I would say a majority of my projects are either custom new home builds or um, remodels, whole home remodels, um, I think that's pretty much all we're working on right now. We do furnish and style as well. Um, so we kind of run the whole gamut. Um, I'm in Walnut Creek. I've had my business for seven years. Um, style wise, I'm kind of all over the board, but I would say in this area, a lot of people love modern farmhouse and, you know, Studio McGee and, um, mid-century modern. So those are kind of the things that we get asked for a lot. Um, luckily, we have kind of a range of projects going right now, none of which are on my website. So um, we have Mediterranean modern, we have um, modern, there's regular, more contemporary. Um, we just, we, I think we have like 10, 11 projects going right now. Um, we're working on a project called The Ranch out in Sacramento. So that will be a fun, that will end up being a farmhouse. <laughs> so um, we kind of, we do what our clients want us to do. Um, I don't think that we um, stick to any certain style. Um, so, and we also, I think everyone has, that is here has been very fortunate that this industry is still booming. Clients are, probably doing more than they ever would because everyone has a little more time to focus on it now. 
Um, so we are flying by the seat of our pants and having a great time doing it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I also Jillian... have a little, I have a 16 month old, so I'm a new ish oh, mom just, yeah. you know, trying to, um, do what I can every day. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. That's yeah. an, an added little bundle of joy that can keep you busy. Yeah. Uh, Joey Ramirez, my, my old friend, how are you? Hi, I'm great. I'm here outside in the park. <laughs> <laughs> Joey Ramirez, Studio Joey Inc. We're a full service design studio located not in West Hollywood anymore. We've moved to West Adams. Uh, we've built our own um my residence and also my office for now um and uh you know we, we are very eclectic in terms of our design style and we do both residential and commercial uh mostly residential uh right now and um you know sometimes we just do swimming pools sometimes we do the whole house uh but i love ground up so especially after i build my own home that's been really fascinating so thanks joey uh christopher grubb that's me hi everyone um my name is christopher grubb i actually have um beverly i'm in beverly hills a company called arc interiors design group inc we're a group i like that name better we do a uh, residential interior and exterior commercial some high-end medical um i also have really been diversifying into product design with lighting and some drain covers and faucetries coming out, vanities and stuff. So I've been diversifying a lot over the last year and a half. Um, you can just go, I don't see, Naomi was smart. I should have just named this me <laughs> instead of ending up with four brands or something crazy that happened. Uh, so you can just go to ChristopherGrub.com. That makes it easier. And uh, I'm really happy to be here. This is a great group and really pretty group too. <laughs> Thank you. And when I grow up, I want to be Chris Grubb. Oh, <laughs> right? So, yes. uh, okay. So here's what I'm going to start with. Naomi, I'm going to throw this one to you first. Um, and I want to ask all of you something that comes up all the time. And I think it probably is, is a good place for us to start. Because there's kind of like this whole chicken and egg between design kitchen architecture and product and what's available. So I'm curious, how has what's happened over the past year, um, how has that changed either, I'll give you a choice, how has it changed either how you are, are working in the kitchen or how what your, what your clients are asking you for in the design? How has this changed your view of the kitchen? Oh, that is a good question. Um, for me, I think most of the projects that we're working on now, it's, it's weird because everyone's kind of social distancing. They have their little bubble. So people are still trying to do, you know, small gatherings, but nothing like they would do before. Um, but I feel that a lot of people are moving towards this like hidden kitchen where it's just a really pretty space and we're doing prep kitchens that are kind of you know an, another room or behind a wall um so that they can kind of make a mess get ready for the event sorry my hands are going all over <laughs> um make their mess or you know get ready for an event and then close the door or it's behind a wall um but everyone is still kind of gathering into that same entertainment space um so i think i think the newest thing for me has been on several projects that we're working on now a lot of it is just kind of you know keeping up with all of the high-end appliances but they're like kind of being hidden by pretty cabinets or you know behind um a wall into another space i think that may be the biggest change for me recently in the past year Mary, Kylie. Uh, we're in a, our market is pretty traditional, but I'd say even for a traditional New England market, we're seeing more contemporary design, um, lots of clean lines. I think uh, there's also that need, like with a project that we just finished, the, the need for wanting to be with people again, that 
planning for that entertainment space with the hope uh, like a 12 foot long reclaimed wood table hoping that you know at some point we're going to get through this I think there's that hope and wish yeah Um, and and definitely um, we're spending a lot of time educating clients on appliances we've got a lot of great local showrooms and They'll want steam ovens. Um, if they don't have gas for gas cooktops, they're looking at the induction. Um, a lot more healthy eating yep. um, and appliances that help accomplish that. Um, and actually, Josh, you made a really good point about the chicken or the egg. And right now, I, I, I don't know about everybody else, but we're certainly seeing a, a bit of a breakdown in supply chain just with COVID and yep. trying to get a faucet or trying to get so you know as we're designing we're having to kind of fly by the seat of our pants if we find out something's not available supply chain is still yeah you know what i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna pivot off that for one second and and shoot this over to chris because christopher you know you you are both designer and product designer Right. So you have products as well, which means that you're you're kind of feeling the pain from both sides of this. I'm just curious, how has that affected the product business as, and talk about the product a little bit and talk about your ability to deliver uh, based on specification? Yeah, well, um, I think that what's been interesting, like I have a line of bathroom vanities and literally the container comes and they sell out. And if anybody goes on like Wayfair or something, you get to about page four and it just sold out, sold out, sold out, sold out. So, you know, so with that in mind, um, fortunately with the product, the, the hardest part, like California faucets is one I designed for, I'm licensed with. One of the hardest parts was how do you get a factory to keep up? So they were trying to do three eight hour shifts um, just to keep up and catch up on the orders. So fortunately for me, they're done here in California and stuff. Um, and I think it's getting harder because of the internet that people want it faster. Um, we are literally, instead of just, oh, here's the faucet. How about this one or this one? You know, it's, it's changed that way because of this experience. I mean, I have a client, the refrigerator, I was over in, on job site and they're like, you know, they went, purchased it and I don't try to purchase appliances anymore. Just, I turn that over to them, but they're like, it's two, they just told them it's two more months. Well, the doors, everything's ready for them, but it's kind of like, is it really two months, you know? And so that's affecting completion dates. Um, I, I know that part of it, I mean, if somebody wants to know, so when, when this started, all the container ships, they put to sleep, they just kind of parked them. Well, they've, started them over again, but they've only started 50% of them because they tripled the price of containers. They've got an energy surcharge. They're not really rushing to like get them all going. They're making more money. And, you know, in construction, I had a project that we went back and just rebid and it's gone up 30% in the last, was two years ago, we bid it. Well, you know, two by four has gone from $3 to $9. And so it's it, that part of budgets and, and supply, like we're all going through right now, um, adjusting, knock on wood, you know, all my stuff got delayed. My rug line got delayed. My other vinegar line got delayed. My faucets got delayed. So that was the other thing that just sucked about this whole experience was that energy that goes into it. Um, but I think that just we've changed where we're having options. We're trying to do options. And I think there's an opportunity that to make things a little bit more exciting. I mean, I don't know if anybody gets asked to do white kitchen. Um, you know, it's like yesterday I was on site. We're doing four different hardwares on this kitchen, you know, and we're kind of the clients more involved and they're observing more. And so, but that goes back to the same point of God, please let the maiden stock, you know, that's, that's been a challenge. Yeah. So Joey question for you, uh, how do you have this conversation with your clients, because even even your luxury clients, you know, especially your luxury clients who are very used to getting their way, because you know there's more funding behind it, and they figure if they're paying top dollar for it, that generally they're first in line. I mean, we know the psychology behind this, right? But I'm curious, how do you have that conversation that look things are slow, and then conversely at the same time, how do you work internally within your office with your staff to potentially expedite? And also, let's be honest 
there are always ways to expedite with some of our better vendors, right? So I'm curious, yeah. how do you how do you manage that process, consumer facing, as well as on the uh, on the vendor side? It, it's not an easy uh, thing to manage because you know you have to just be ready to get yelled at sometimes about about schedule and over budget. But mostly the schedule um, is because some clients are willing to pay extra to to get things um, delivered faster. Uh, so. In the past, we've air freighted stuff that is way too expensive to air freight, but we have to do it to get here in time. Uh, we've changed uh, specifications to see what's uh, available faster. Uh, luckily, we have good relationship with vendors. Sometimes I contact the manufacturers straight away if, uh, if I have a connection within that manufacturing group. And that, that helps us a lot. So it's, it's really like building relationship within the industry really helps resolve those issues. Well, I have, uh, I have a note too. I wonder if anybody else is going through this, that our clients are home more and, you know, they're yes. working from home, but, you know, is anybody else having a situation you present it? It's out of stock. By the time you get back to the office, they've sent you three links of stuff they like and it's in stock. Is anybody having that? Yeah. Only, <laughs> only everybody. Only everybody. Um, Kylie, thoughts? I was going to say, I think it's also an opportunity we're finding to also work with more local businesses because we mm. are finding that especially the national businesses are having such a hard time that we're starting to work more with local furniture makers, for instance, because their turnaround is so much quicker and therefore we're able to give more business to local vendors and I think is helping well, and you're right. What I love about we do a lot of custom. The client can go sit in it. You're curating right. it for them, and your margin's better. You're not getting shocked, right? Right. You know, and the quality is usually better too. So that yeah. that's smart. That's been that's been successful for us. All the custom yeah. we do because we don't get shocked. No. Yeah. It's we're, so, we're supporting local businesses. We could have a reality TV series on the escapades. <laughs> for all the shipping disasters. So yeah, and, I, and I've heard this, I've heard this too. And I'm curious, Naomi, tell me something if you're seeing this as well, that local workrooms are starting to really pop up everywhere. And you're getting a lot of artisans who are kind of getting together and interior designers are discovering them. And there's, they're starting to create this local city by city, are you seeing that as well? You know, I feel like I haven't done as much local. That actually is a really good idea. Um, I, I feel that surprisingly, most of my clients are, although they're home and like more available now, they're actually more reasonable and they are not fighting me on deadlines and things that we have no control over because really we have no control over, you know, appliances being delayed. I have projects where appliances were delayed for four months. Um, and I feel like everything that has gone on in the past year, everyone has kind of taken a breath and realized that their remodel, although they want it to be done and over with, everyone's been much more understanding, but, um, Shopping local is definitely something that I should be more, um, more into. And I think for me, because I'm a small shop, um, I have an assistant and then an office, an office assistant. Um, I just kind of use who I normally use. And I haven't even thought to go outside of that. I know that sounds pretty insane but when you're running around like a crazy person I feel like I haven't really taken a moment to step back and see what more I could do locally because I would much rather do that um so that is actually just something that I'm gonna do I'm sure that there are more local shops popping up and um yeah <laughs> one, one, so, one of the best things about local too if there's a problem Totally. Hey, can you go look yeah. at this problem? You're I know. Not, the, there are the, so many problems, right? And so you're dealing with people you don't know. So yes, I mean, this is definitely something that I will look more into. Um, so thank you for bringing it to my attention. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, Kylie, Mary, thoughts? Well, we're in an area where we're very fortunate. It's an area that's rich in art and crafts yeah. people. So 
I think it's a little bit easier for us in that regard. Um, it's a, it's, yeah, it's everybody has different areas of the United States where, you know, yeah, I think that's true. It's, it depends on where you are, you know. Well, I mean, so, I'm right near the city. So there are all kinds of, you know, marinas right here. There are so many local shops, but I just kind of am in my own mind using all the manufacturers I've kind of used before, not really thinking outside the box. You have a 16 month old. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I'm not like, you have an excuse. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I'm not using it as an excuse, but it kind of is like, (laughs) I should do that too. (laughs) At at 18, at 18 months, you can start billing. Yes. Exactly. (laughs) So I, I have an 18 year old. Can I still use them as an excuse? (laughs) Sure. Okay. I I don't think it ever ends. (laughs) Um, So I want to transition this to a a little bit more of a tech in a, in a technical direction. And this is one of the questions that's very, it's a hard question to answer. It's challenging. Right. And I'm going to start with, with you, Joey. Talking budget for a minute. And I want to talk about budgets specifically. I want to get to the bathroom, uh, sort of the second half of this conversation, but right now sticking to the kitchen in particular, talking about budget, because prices are escalating, you also we've missed we've missed an entire year's cycle of R and D, right? So research and development and all the new product lines and everything we've seen stuff online, but that really isn't the same. You can't, you know, if it was furnish furnishings, you can't do a sit test online. Mm-hmm. With a refrigerator, you can't open it up and look and see how far your hand goes inside and see what the color does for for you, and you can't feel it and touch it and see it. But the budgets um, are what they are. And I'm curious, um, Joey, the question is, as it relates to appliances in particular, are are you getting budgets that the selection process, the specification is all for a single brand package? Or are you seeing more um, mix and match with different with different appliances? And do you have a range that on average these typical, if there is such a thing, appliance packages are running on, on an average project. Um, take out the high, take out the low, and you can even, you know, if a range works better, what do you think? Yeah. Well, first, I want to go back to your first question real quick. Outdoor kitchen. I've gotten so many requests about outdoor kitchen. So that's now going back to your present <laughs> question. <laughs> I'm going to come back to that in a minute, by the way. Go ahead. <laughs> So I do have in a typical um, or kind of like more a template, I have a mid-range, a high-end, and kind of on a lower-end set of appliance package that I can readily present to a client. Uh, However, now everyone's shopping online on their own. So like just last week, I was meeting with a client, and she already had a binder full of different choices. And she's not thinking of sticking with one brand. Because personally, I like sticking with one brand because, you know, the look is seamless when you do this that way. Um, But yeah, you know, like everyone have a lot of time to shop online and to do their own research. And even if they can't go to showrooms, they've educated themselves. So they already have preferences before you even come in. Uh, so it's it's really narrowing down and kind of explaining to them what my experience with certain brands and certain appliances are and, and help them narrow down their choices. Um, but it, it's hard to uh, convince them now to like, stick with one brand or, you know, it's more challenging because clients now are a lot more educated than, than previously. And especially after a year of like, you know, staying home. They, they had time to research like like unlike before when they kind of depend on you solely to to give them um, your expertise just as a follow-up to that and I'm just curious I'm, I'm going to kind of pin you down a little bit on budget because I'm curious what the range is and here's why I'm asking I'm asking specifically because right now usually by this time, in the year, so we're in. We're recording this in March. By this time, Modernism Week would have already happened. A full K Biz would have already happened. West Week uh, here in Southern California, you would have your 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 
end of winter design shows, whichever market you're in, that these would have already happened. You'd have the panel conversations. You would know where the finances are going and where the budget's going. In the absence of that, there's this information gap right now. And I think that it's important to know because I think that there's a lot of people who are going to come back and look at kitchen design, bathroom design in the next 12 months, and they're going to be stunned by what what the prices are. And so I'm yeah. curious, you know, what is your range uh, in, in appliances? It's that the lowest range I have right now is about 20 grand for like the main kitchen appliances. The high end is anywhere from 75 to 100 grand, um, just on appliances. So I'm, you know, it's a it's a wide range. So yeah. so now the first question I have when I start a kitchen project is like, what is your budget? And and if it's not realistic, I kind of you know shy away from it because it's if if they're not realistic in the in the beginning of the project, they're not going to be realistic towards the end when when reality really sets in and how much prices have gone up. Totally true. And Naomi, I'm I'm curious. Same question to you, but with you, it's a twist because you had mentioned the second kitchen. Mm-hmm. Here in Southern California, we've been dealing with second kitchens, be it okay. be it the Asian community uh, where you have a working kitchen and a kitchen for show. You you see it in the European community where they just they want a super glam kitchen that nobody's ever going to work in. It's yeah. just really for show and it down to a kosher kitchen where, you, where you'll have dual appliances in a much in a much bigger space. So I'm curious with what you're seeing. Um, same question. How do you approach that and what are you hearing? Um, I think there are two trains of thoughts uh, or two. Tra- yeah, is that right? <laughs> two trains of thought. Um, I personally usually like the look of using one manufacturer throughout the kitchen, but if we're dealing with a prep kitchen versus a kitchen, I think the showstoppers are normally in the main kitchen. And then if we need to tone it down, that's where what we do in the prep kitchen. Um, just for the look, just kind of being kind of seamless, but a lot of people are into more European style ovens, ranges, Um, So we're kind of playing around a little bit more with um, styles Um, and then price range, I would say like on the projects we're working on, I would say they're probably in the 40 to 60 ish range. Um, And then of course there's lower and much higher, just depending on some of those ranges are up there. So I think that 40 to 60 is a good kind of range for us for the appliances. Yeah, totally. And I, and, you know, same, just in line, in line with Joey, Um, Kylie, Mary, same for you. I was going to say that it's funny for us too, because I know you mentioned like second kitchens out in our area. We certainly have the butler's pantries, but when we're working on smaller historical homes and trying to fit a more, uh, an updated kitchen, I wouldn't say modern, but an updated kitchen within a smaller footprint that's already been established. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. The luxury of the extra square footage for that, that second. But in terms of budget, I mean, we just did one that was around between 60 and 70. So it can definitely get up there. Yeah, it's, and it's funny. I, the client really drives the appliance selection. Our clients that cook and love to cook are, they tend to go with the appliance that fits the needs that they're looking for. Um, those, had a- those that don't care as much will you know, we can get them into everything all matching and, and seamless. So we have had more requests on like the galley sink collection, the, the one that goes into the island and with the prep and that especially for the clients who are so ready to entertain and they're like, we want the prep and we want this, you know, so that's been kind of a. Yeah, and I'd say we still have the pantries are getting bigger and bigger. Butler's pantries, yeah. Uh, butler's pantries and storage pantries, but we haven't. I haven't seen a whole lot of like the secondary kitchen here. Yeah, not not in our market. Yeah. <laughs> well, yet it, yet is a is a really important. And again, I think that that's also in large part because the events have been missing. You know, where where people showcase their great sec. So I want to I want to switch gears. And Christopher, coming over to you. And actually, I want to dovetail off um, 
a point that Joey made about the outdoor kitchens. And with with sort of that dual idea of, of indoor, I'm curious if you're seeing outdoor kitchens, not necessarily matchy-matchy, right? So that it matches the indoor, but I'm curious how you're seeing the outdoor space because the outdoor space is probably one of, it's on the top five, it's on the top five list of things people are trying to, to solve for right now, right? Are, are you, what are you seeing as far as the outdoor kitchens? Are you getting a lot of requests for them? And how do they, how do they compare in relation to the indoor kitchen? I'm writing down all my answers to the last question. You moved me on. Um, <laughs> so I'll make it that. I'll answer that real quick. Everything's getting paneled in, a, in an interior kitchen. It's all paneled. It's about the appliance and the quality. It's not matching because certain vendors went into other product, but there's a better quality somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And our budget projects start at 50 grand for appliances. And I mean, Probably the most, we did a kosher kitchen, it hit 250,000 on appliances. So um, on the outdoor kitchen, interesting question. I just, I mentioned I did an interview out at Indian Wells and what I want to do, there's this little outdoor cooking area and he, they love to grill and entertain. So there's enough room, I can move it to the side of the house. We're loading it up with warming drawers and storage and the grill and, but we're also leaving enough room that they can use it for a catering area going to add a roof to it because the heat and misters and all that stuff so when they entertain they could we're leaving enough room to use that so they're not in the kitchen with the open plan and everything or if they we're landlocked in most of our projects we don't we're within a footprint we have so it's not an opportunity necessarily if it's not there to add a second kitchen but this kitchen's so important we may what we're trying to do outdoors get rid of a window that looks into the house just to get them more prep space in another area because they have a larger family and they want to entertain. And so that that's become like a room. It's an out, it's a truly outdoor kitchen, not just an outdoor cooking area. Um, but we, you know, a lot of them, it's just sizing. We just finished another one that it's a little U shape, but wow, we packed a lot in there refrigerator and sink. And he wanted an ice thing to put, um, beverages in that's built in and, um, dual layer for entertaining and stuff. So I think going back to appliances, I have a reputation in the kitchen and bath industry and on appliances, you know, to your point, KBiz didn't happen. I'm not out hosting my little segments to like learn more about it. And so I'm partnered with a lot more one, one showroom here in particular, because they know the latest, they know like this tweaked, that tweaked, um, the smart appliances, what to do with it. Some of our millennial clients don't really necessarily want all the smart appliances because they grew up that the phone gets outdated in a year. So why am I worried about an appliance that could get updated and it's not going to work? And so that goes across on both sides for the same on the outdoor kitchen. There's some really high quality product that don't have as big of a name. And so getting the client in that wants the quality. Now, real estate agents have kind of mess things up. I don't know if it's in everybody's market that the listing, you know, lists, it's a Viking and it's sub-zero. And, you know, they've, they've kind of made people think, well, if I don't get that, it's not good. But most of my clients, it's very rare somebody will want everything to match. It's usually the husband, to be honest. If it's everything in the matching, he picked it. And we have nothing left showing stainless, very rarely now, a double oven, that's it. Um, so the outdoor kitchen to finish that point, yeah, it's getting outfitted big time and it's a big focus um, of use and how do you entertain and where it's positioned to make it part of the space, not just the secondary area and like that. It's so funny that you mentioned the paneling. I, I once walked into a design house kitchen and I could not find anything I couldn't find anything. I knew, I didn't know where to look for anything. It was it was so disorienting. Beautiful, and, and I imagine if you live there, you know where everything is. Uh, Joey, back to you regarding the outdoor, the outdoor kitchens, and and same question to, as as Chris. Are are you looking stylistically to try to match the the indoor kitchen with the same aesthetic to the outdoor, or are you treating it as a as as a separate space? It's hard for appliances because there's not uh, for finishes on appliances outdoors. It's mostly stainless steel, uh, but countertops, yes, 
you know, knobs, yes. Uh, lighting, yes. Um, there's another trend that's been happening. Uh, I, I'm doing this kitchen right now that I'm going to put cameras over the cooktop because they do their own cooking show. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah, okay. so I'm getting yeah, so I'm I'm I have to incorporate a bunch of cameras in the kitchen uh, to accommodate for their kitchen show, uh, so they don't have to you know have a, a separate setup. So I'm trying to. I jump. Can I jump in? Because we must be in LA. I did a kitchen years ago. Yes. Years ago, <laughs> and I have a non-disclosure. But we were going to have to add girders so they could do lighting for her cooking show. So I love now it's a camera like this, and you can have a whole show. Yeah, everybody yeah, in LA has a client that does a cooking show. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> so that is, yeah, th that those is amazing. Two are the trends <laughs> that's happening. That's um, cool. <laughs> yeah, and then for the other, for me, uh, this is not really a trend. It's it's more like a a preference of mine. I I love the cooktops now that, uh, you know, it's like individual. Like I I don't know if I should be mentioning brands, so I'm not gonna mention it. But they're just individual stove tops. And it's just, I, I have it and I love it. And now I'm convincing everyone to, all of my clients to use it. Um, and the other thing is now, you know, there's um, a wok stove. Um, there's like all this different, it's not just a stove now. Now there's like a built-in fryer, a built-in steamer, like all this built-in crazy you have to keep up with uh, all the latest and greatest gadgets well so then therein lies the rub which i think is a is a natural transition for us here is to sort of talk about the idea and by the way i i love i i love trends i do because i i love data right and i love information and i love tracking information because i feel like you can take you the only way you can you can move forward is if you track the, the information and then you can make a you can make a judgment call right trends are great except when you add that y to it and everything becomes trendy and then it's then it's i want no part of this right so when it comes to that i think you touch on something which is really interesting with all of the things that you can add into a kitchen space where do you where do you say no you know, where do you, where do you kind of draw the line at this? And, and this is not to say, well, I'm going to add a warming drawer, but not a walk. You know, I'm, I'm not looking for specifics necessarily, but I think how do you, it's an esoteric question, how do you balance need versus want versus trend? Um, Naomi, I'll start with you. And I'll start with you because I know the community in which you work. And it's so funny because the the Silicon Valley types are always, you know, many of them are the first to to say, I want everything. Yes. And they're kind of like our guinea pigs, right? They'll tell us what doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Um, so I I guess I'm not a big trend follower in a sense. I always make sure that anything that we're adding is useful and like the client actually thinks they're going to use it. Um, I do have a client currently we're building a custom home in Alamo and she wants literally every single appliance you could even imagine like sealer drawers and things like I didn't even know were like a thing. We're doing those because she's researched them and she wants them and needs them. And so in her kitchen, we do have a big, huge kitchen and then we have a prep kitchen. So some of the things that I'm kind of like, I don't know if you're actually going to use that we're putting into the prep kitchen because she really, really wants it. Um, but for the most part, you know, we've been doing steam ovens for a long time and I feel like I don't think that I get into doing anything too trendy or adding all these extra things. If it's not something that is very specific to the client, like if they specifically want to add a griddle top or they want to add, you know, certain other things that you wouldn't necessarily bring up. Um, so I always make sure it's actually something that's going to be used. I have clients that we put, you know, like, LG stylers in the laundry room, but they are adamant about needing and wanting that they're going to steam their clothes. And then I have some clients who 
has probably never steamed or ironed their clothes in their lifetime. And, you know, those are just not things we would bring into the design. So, um, I think that I'm not, maybe I'm not really on trend with appliances. I definitely want to know what's out there, like trying new brands and using different manufacturers, but um, I definitely want to make sure it's something that's useful, makes sense, depending on their lifestyle. Did I answer the question? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm losing my yeah. train of thought right now. No, I, I think that, I think that makes perfect sense. Um, it, it really does. And, and I think, um, I think we've got a, a pretty good idea. Um, the kitchen, uh, I mean, it's just, it's changing so rapidly, which is why I kind of wanted to shift um, and actually. Can I, can I add one thing to what she said on trend? Yeah. <laughs> Part of it too, I think it's like if we're on blue kitchens right now and everything's satin brass, I was spotting that seven years ago as starting as a trend. And so I think you've also got a group that we're seeing new or we want to move on from it. So I believe in movements because most clients, when they, they, the trend, what's the trend? You talk about it and then it's like, do you want that? Oh no, we just want to know. They don't really want to follow the trend. They just watch the design shows. So yeah. That's a yeah. hard question sometimes too, because we're on to the next thing with the markets we're in. I, I believe for all of us, it's, you know, the stuff that's just hitting mass market we've moved on from. So sometimes that's hard on, on the trend, but right now blue and it's hit, it was, you know, accents like a vanity and stuff. I'm doing an all blue kitchen again. And so, you know, would you say that's a trend? Yeah. But it's also just, you know, to the, the confidence to do the entire thing um it's fun you know it's fun but i we're moving on more woods with newer with different clients they want something different my clients don't want necessarily what everybody has they want they they hired us to give them something different yeah um i get that and that makes perfect sense and that is that is actually the perfect segue to the to the next concept and we're we're sort of transitioning into the bath but we're also staying in the kitchen with the next with the next sort of topic that i'm finding really it's prevalent everywhere and it is it is this concept of wellness and um you know joey and i have had this conversation before around steam showers and i want to talk a little bit about that too but just the idea of incorporating wellness and health into the home that applies to not just the the bathroom and this creating a spa-like environment for relaxation but in the kitchen for preparing better food with cleaner water, um, you know, purifying the air before the smells get around into the house, especially when you're trapped someplace. Don't be the guy who's making fish in the house when nobody else can leave the house. You know, <laughs> Joey, you know what I mean? And so it's one of those things where, you know, you, now we have, more, uh, we have more tools at our disposal. So, and Kylie and Mary, I'll actually start with you on this one. Are you finding a request for, is wellness a part of your design? Is that what you're, is that something that you're hearing that you're being asked for in consideration? If not consciously, subconsciously, yeah, it's, um, I think because of what we've all experienced in the last year, people need an outlet. And I have a three and seven year old. And I swear to God, if I can just get two minutes in the bathroom alone, that would be <laughs> wonderful. Um, so I would take that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, and I was going to say too, to your point that, you know, that we are cooking more, we are taking steam showers we're also really relying on our teammates to like our, you know, getting information from our contractors, the HVAC guy, what can we do to, you know, use, do our best design, but also, you know, get the team members their take from the technical side and making sure that it's actually going to work functional and, you know, functional and form, making sure that they all work together. So that's where we rely a lot on our teammates too, where it becomes a really collaborative process. Right for the clients in the end when we can all kind of band together yeah. and, and approach all of it, the technical, the functional, the aesthetics, and um, very rewarding for, yeah. for clients and, and our, our building teams. Yeah. Um, and it's funny, the steam thing, is it 
is that still in? We do get requests for it, but now I've got my kids, my adult kids saying you're supposed to shower and bathe in really cold water, that the steam isn't good for you. Uh. <laughs> See, don't, don't, listen, don't listen to the kids. They're kids, I, they're kids. Actually, they don't... I have a client that have a cold dip. Ugh. Oh That's yeah. Requested to install yes. a cold dip, with, separate with, from everything. So yes, it's, it's, it's a thing. Yeah, in Boston, that's, that's a swimming pool right now in Boston. Exactly. We don't need that. That's how I feel. We have enough coal. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, um, so Naomi, I'm curious, do you find, um, do you find wellness, well, you're in Northern California, so I think you would find wellness being top of the list. Yeah, I feel like it is definitely top of the list. Um, and, you know, creating, it's always kind of been a thing, created the bathroom, the oasis. And now that people aren't able to go to the gym, or I mean, you I think you can now. I don't, I don't even know where we're at anymore. Like I feel like it changes daily, but you know, you're not able to go to the gym and use the steam room and do all of the things that you would do in your normal life. So people do want that in their homes or saunas. Um, I haven't gotten many requests for any of the cold stuff. <laughs> um, I think we're all spoiled up here with our, our weather's not actually that bad, which you guys can have down there too. Um, I, I definitely think that around here, definitely like eating better, cooking at home, not going out as much, actually like not being around a lot of people. I feel like people are healthier, <laughs> which sounds crazy, but like, I haven't been sick in a year because <laughs> I don't see anyone. Right. Um, but yeah, I think it is top of mind around here in this area. So um, we definitely incorporate steam showers still. I haven't heard that they're on their way out. So I think we're still going to continue doing them. <laughs> no, it's interesting because they're, they're becoming more prevalent. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. not just something for the spa anymore or for the, it, it was one of those things I think that was considered only for the, for the luxury set. Yes. So actually to that point, I actually went to Germany two years ago to visit the Dornbrocht factory and they had this whole setup that was all about wellness. We stayed in this cute little hotel and, um, they do, um, I'm totally blinking right now, these whole like room shower experiences and they're all about it. And they're all about steam showers and the, they actually, there was a cold water. Um, sorry guys, I'm blanking the name, but um, there's like this cold water hose um, situation that they believe strongly is really good for wellness. Um, so everything Dornbrot although beautiful, expensive, luxurious, like they're all about all the different ways that you can incorporate that into your home. They have like um, laying down showers, which were really interesting. I don't know too many, you know, clients that would do that, but they have, you know, there are all kinds of different ways to incorporate water into wellness. It's amazing, isn't it? So what's also amazing is that we're almost out of time on this. And so what I wanted to do is last question I have for you, and I, I will let you all get your pencils out and you can start making your notes now. Just me. <laughs> no, it's not just you. Um, the, the question's gonna be, I'll ask the question first so you can start taking notes. Um, the question's gonna be what you're seeing down the line and what you're expecting um, as far as, again, not necessarily trendy, um, and it doesn't even have to be trends. And I'll give you a really great example. I want to say it was like four or five years ago, I was at KBiz and I started noticing in some of the designs that were coming out that the backsplash in the kitchen was, was just starting to pop. I've seen people were starting to do things on backsplashes that I, I hadn't really seen before. And then a couple of years ago, bathrooms were having their moment where you were starting to see some of these, these new, the new tech make its way into the, into the bathrooms. And you were really starting to see a, a shift in the way people were thinking about these spaces. I think right around the same time, a couple of years ago, 
you start you saw the major appliance manufacturers come out with the idea of the warming drawer, the cooling drawer, the um, the dishwasher in a drawer format, um, just all of these new ideas. And, and it's been a couple of years. Now we're a year removed from any sort of real R&D um, and, and new product launches. And so I'm curious, based on what you're seeing, based on what, you're th- what your design thought is, um, I'm curious what you're seeing or rather what you're thinking that we're all gonna be seeing more of um, in the next six months to a year. Joey, I'll start with you. Oh, okay. Uh, composting. So waste, how to deal with waste. I'm, I'm um, you know, I started researching a lot of that because for, for my own use and, and you know, for, for, for my clients in the future, uh, but how to deal with waste. I think in like, I don't know what decade that was, 80s or something, trash compactor. I just started getting requests for that again. And because mm-hmm. that kind of went away for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now I'm, I'm hearing requests for that. I've uh, gotten a question about, you know, like this composting bins that are incorporated in the kitchen uh, that doesn't smell, you know. So, so it's, it's, it's about, or I think we're going back to nature. Like we, we went through this, like everything high tech. And now, you know, we, we've had time going back to nature. I'm out in the park right now. It's amazing. Um, so, but that's, that's what I'm seeing in the kitchen. And, and then in the bathroom, I've also um, seen and applied to myself as well. You know, sorry, I always like go back to that because I just finished my house. And, you know, so I incorporated a lot of this. A lot, just not just natural light, but like I, you know, I thought it was only me like trying to like put all these plants in my, in my shower. Uh, but I'm seeing a lot of requests for that. And, and I'm discovering that you buy an orchid and it just keeps, you keep it in the shower and it keeps flowering over and over again. So, you know, just all this natural stuff like aromatherapy and incorporating that in wellness and, and just, you know, breathing fresh air and having a lot of plants even in the shower so that's that's what I'm seeing on my own side and and that's what I want to move forward to is incorporating all that how recycling um, will be part of our day-to-day uh, and composting as well so yeah no, good gardens. So. oh I just saw that actually a fridge in in the Pasadena showcase house the kitchen designer did this it's it's the fridge specifically for growing herbs, so that is kind of in tune with with everything I'm exploring and, and you know my idea center. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great, and and thank you, Joey, too, because finally somebody told me how to stop killing orchids. So I <laughs> I appreciate that very very much, no, Christopher. I'll jump over to you. Um. We're going to, my clients, well, first of all, California screws it up for the rest of the country. I don't know if in San Francisco, they've outlawed using gas on any construction because of environmental. So it's going to, I see it all becoming induction. Every request I'm having right now is for an induction cooktop. Um, So there's going to be a shift in that. Just, it's horrible if the power goes out, but there's going to be a shift that way, I think. And so people that make appliances for California, it's it's like our water conservation. The, the big corporations were like, no, we're just going to start selling all this, the water conservation pieces for the rest of the country. It's cheaper. You know, I had a client drive into Arizona to pick up toilets that he, he didn't want the water conservation ones. Um, I think the open, that one of the biggest conversations is the open kitchen going to change. I No, it's going to stay. It's, it's going to absolutely stay. We had been doing for a few years, the island was becoming a home office. We were doing file drawers, pencil drawers, the USB and power underneath the counter. And so that's becoming like a norm for us of, of every time I describe it. So that's worked out, you know, replaces the old school built-in desk. I think um, more natural light, a lot more, because with no matter what climate you're in and, and the, the um, energy conservation of triple glazed, I think we're going to see, I've been doing huge windows in bathrooms and it's got exterior um, shades. 
Um, let me see what else I wrote down. <laughs> I think that's that, that's really what I see. And you brought up the backsplash. We're like right now, every backsplash we're doing is a full height, but it's the style of the kitchen. Uh, we haven't been doing the fussy backsplashes. I call it fussy, but detailed and exciting, visually exciting. We haven't really been doing that. I also think the use of certain materials, like we just did a kitchen with porcelain countertops because it's that big 10 foot by five foot, this thin one. Um, so I think there's going to be a diversification because it finally looks, the quality looks good, finally, you know, the, the advent. But just a use of like oversized tile and, and different things coming in. I do think we're going to, my market, I think we're going to continue to panel the appliances. It just makes a room look bigger and seamless. And, and there'll be a map for when Josh comes to visit. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you, Christopher. I appreciate that. Kylie, Mary, how about you? Well, I think we, like our clients and the rest of the planet, are still traumatized by everything we've experienced over the last year and, you know, the, the new normals that we're adapting to. So I definitely see people wanting to be healthy, mentally, physically, healthier foods, healthier environments, um, lighter and brighter spaces, spaces that feel happy and light. Um, I would say we're seeing cleaner and simple lines. Comfort is key. Um, high functioning fabrics, family friendly. Um, what else? What, am, what else am I missing? Definitely family friendly. I mean, we, we also, um, one of our clients, I mean, again, we're in New England, so it's, it's tougher with our weather, but it, there was such a, a need for fresh air that a, an entire nano wall was installed to open up yeah. to the entire exterior, which, you know, out here, you're probably only going to get that use for a couple months, but it was so needed for mental health. So, and the kitchen and the dining room really opened up. So bringing that outside into the kitchen as well. Um, outdoor spaces traditionally have been one of the last places that clients invest a substantial amount, amount of money just because of the short area, short seasons, yeah. but that's, that's no longer the case. I mean, kitchens with just bigger windows that even just kind of, you can open the window for three months of the year, you yeah. know, and enjoy that. Um, but I think also to back to that original point that people are so desperate to entertain again and seeing those prep islands and, you know, the galley sinks and to, you know, to welcome people back into the homes. Um, and also just to back to Joey, your point about the plants, I have a black thumb, but quarantine became my chance to try because plants were the only living creatures that didn't talk back to me. And I can tell you, Joey, that my husband's getting very mad because I have a palm in my bathroom and he says it's getting too handsy with him. So I need to get a little, so showers are off limits in my house, but I will take that advice. <laughs> oh, that is so brilliant. That's great. <laughs> Naomi, what do you think? Can I just say ditto? No, yeah. <laughs> I didn't take any notes, but I definitely think, um, you know, just continuing, continuing on with um, clean lines, more simplicity, like everything has a place because life is so chaotic and unknown and just people are on top of each other, everyone being home, school's kind of, you know, in and out you know, people going back to work. Um, I think the indoor outdoor situation is just going to continue happening. Um, we definitely are designing kitchens rather just having an outdoor kitchen, if that makes sense. So like all of these things that have to do with wellness, entertaining, um, larger format tiles. I agree with Christopher on the fussy. We're not doing a lot of fussy backsplashes. We're trying to streamline and just keep like the the materials kind of as a backdrop to layer you know furnishing styling and just even that has kind of is becoming even more simplified um I don't know as far as trends go I'm definitely not a good predictor on that but I just think we're going to continue down this um path of people being home more because I think that People have adapted to that and a lot of people actually enjoy working from home. Um, 
but I am so excited to get back to some of these shows whenever that happens again. Um, I don't know if any of you guys have gone to Tech Home X. That actually was a very informational uh, platform yeah. that I um, learned a lot about. You know, we're doing home automation in every home that we do. So I'm sure you guys are all doing that too, but just getting really informed on the different, you know, HVAC. <laughs> AC systems that are purifying homes and, you know, just all the different things that you don't even think twice about. So check home X, if you guys can check that out, like that is a very well, informative. And Naomi triggered one thing. I think, are you all know it's finally Americans because of Europeans, the organization now of the kitchen, because people are home mm -hmm. and we have a whole Pinterest page just for clients to go oh, through yes. and look at what's available yep. and that's become like almost a first thing it's like i want this now we have to fit it in yes you know like yep. one client wanted you slide out and the paper towel rolls inside and so that's i think here to stay because people have been at home and it's helping so it's been happening but it, it, i feel like it's been on steroids that it's just becoming a normal versus a, an add-on type thing Yes. Well, we're all designers. I was going to say, we're all designers too. We're all OCD. Yes. Well, we're all home more. So we get the chance and the opportunity to see and like notice maybe what could benefit our lives on the daily. So I think everyone's kind of experiencing that. And, you know, some people have very opinionated, you know, exactly like organizers for each space and like you know they're very into that so and it's actually to me it's helpful because I also have clients on the other realm where they don't know what they want at all and so we're like trying to read their mind and pinpoint exactly what they need so it goes both ways <laughs> it absolutely does with with that um Thank you guys so much for participating in this. This was uh, another uh, edition of Convo by Design, Wellness and Design Thought Leadership. This is presented by Thermosol. This was fantastic. I think that the takeaways from this are, are simply remarkable. And you are, are all absolute pros. And I, I am so grateful and thankful that you took the time to do this. Thank you very much. Thank you, Joey, Kylie, Christopher, Mary. Thank you for your time, talent, vision, and skill. Thank you, Walker Zanger and Thermosol, for your partnership. And thank you for listening and subscribing to the podcast. Keep those emails coming. Design at outlook.com. I am looking forward to seeing you again in person at a design event near you very soon. Until then, be well. And try to take today first. Mm -hmm.